Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Code. One topic, no script. My name is Tim. This wonderful guy over here is Jamie. And today, if you can't tell from what the background is, we are talking the top five members of the Bat family. And uh, Jamie, why don't you go ahead and take this one away? All right. So this is a hard list for me to do because I am a bat member of like loving every single one of them. <laughs> like I can't not like the bat family. Yeah. But my number five, I'm going with Batman because he's the one that started it all. He's the one that kind of brought the whole family together. He's the one that found the orphan children, put yeah. them in bright colors and was like, shoot them first. Cause you can see them easier. <laughs> so yeah, Bat- Batman, if it wasn't for him, obviously we wouldn't have the Bat family today. Right. So many great storylines, so many great uh, Bat family adjacent storylines with him attached to them. Even mm-hmm. the first appearances of all of the Bat family. We would yeah. not have that without the man himself, Bruce Wayne, and adopting orphan children. Right on. Batman so is you- also on my list, but he's not at number five. <laughs> so who's it? who you got at number five? So we were talking about this a little bit before we got started, and you were trying to guess, and one of your guesses was correct, but I said no to it. Uh, so my number five, and I had to check and make sure that he was actually a member of the Bat family, and that would be Clayface. I knew it. <laughs> Clayface, dude, who used to be one of Batman's greatest villains, uh, the actor turned pile of mud and goo and clay that can morph into anything and anybody he wants to is now fighting on the side of good in the bat family absolutely amazing and i remember i don't remember exactly which issue it was that i read it in but i think of comics it it very well could have been but uh, i remember reading an issue and i saw clayface i was like "Ooh, clayface is in this is gonna be good and then he turned to to somebody, either Harley Quinn or Batgirl or somebody like that, and they were like, "You got this, Clayface." I was like, "Wait a minute, what? What's going on here?" Yeah, no, I got it, guys. You can trust me. I hope so. You're doing real good so far. Go make us proud. Off he goes to fight crime. Wait a minute, what's going on here? Right. <laughs> yeah, so so that I think is a very cool welcome addition, and I really dig the uh, the villain to hero arc with Clayface right now and that's something that I'm very excited about really happy that he's a member of the Batman yeah shout out to Ron Perlman who voiced him in Batman animated series too because he did a very good job on it but yeah him being in the Batman family now just takes another turn for what the his rogues gallery looks like Mm -hmm. compared to now because now you got all that intel from Clayface yeah absolutely okay so moving on What's your number four? My number four, and, I, and this is post-crisis, people, so remember that. Okay. It, it doesn't talk about now or before post-crisis. Um, John Paul Valley is Azrael. Okay. He, he even was Batman for a short, brief stint. Yeah. Um, I just think he's one of those characters that, like, got built because of that era. Mm-hmm. And made himself even better. Like, he even fought the Punisher. Very true. Yeah, Batman you know, like, Punisher. Yep. You you can't you can't take away his accolades 
because of the fact that he's kind of a villain too. Um, especially if you read uh, was it Return of the White Knight series. Mm-hmm. Um, so for anyone that wants kind of a spoiler, he's in it. Do you um, think he really pushes the line of anti-hero to villain? Yeah, I would say so. They Because the way they portray him throughout the years, he's always been on that teeter of the line. Mm-hmm. And he's he, you can fall on either side. Right. Um, it just depends who's writing him at that point. Right on. Okay. That is a pick I was not expecting. John Paul Valley. That is amazing. However, my number four is uh, the third Robin, and that would be Tim Drake. Very good choice. Tim Drake was the Robin that was in the middle of my heyday when I was a kid of reading Mm -hmm. comics. And that's the Robin that I am the most familiar with, right? And uh, I I think Tim Drake was even the Robin in Batman the Animated Series too, Uh, right? Uh, No, that was was, was Dick Grayson. But with Tim Drake's costume. Because they wanted him in pants. Yeah, exactly. So Tim Drake's costume, I I think, is the most recognizable as far as modern era Robins go. Uh, Dick Grayson's from back in the day, obviously, with the the scaled underwear. But uh, yeah, Tim Drake, dude, he, he was a fantastic Robin. He was nothing like Jason Todd. He was nothing like Dick Grayson. He was a very unique and solid character and when the robin series came out which that's one i'm working on collecting and once i get all of that that's something i'm going to start reading uh that's that's a good series on its own you know and and shows robin even working with batman but but still being a solidly done and well-written character and it was enough for him to go into the hundreds of issues for that series so it was obviously popular but yeah tim drake as robin that's my number four okay so my number three is the glue in my opinion of the bat family Mm -hmm. and that is alfred pennyworth rest in peace okay um I, I just the stories he's been in and what he's done to make Bruce Wayne who he is today. Mm. I mean, he punched Superman in the face and broke his hand. <laughs> like it, Superman's like, you knew that was gonna happen, right? He's like, I took my chances. <laughs> I'm, but you gotta think about the past too. He was a former military guy. Mm. He, you know, had his trials and tribulations, and he kind of brought that aspect with Bruce to be like, hey, if you're gonna do this you got to know the consequences. He's always the first one to stitch him up, make sure he's good, um, keeping him on a schedule, whatever need be. You know, always the intel guy, even though you might have Oracle in there at times. Um, he, he's the one that holds that family together even when they disband. I think it's safe to say that Alfred is as much Batman as Bruce Wayne is. He's Alfred Man. Well, yeah, but I mean, without Alfred, and Bruce has even said that without Alfred, I wouldn't be anything. Yeah. He, he, yeah, yeah. Alfred. I mean, I, mean, I remember after uh, Tom King, well, actually, after DC killed him, because Tom King already stated that he wasn't supposed to die originally. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you, you see Bruce in that next issue where it's the first arc of without Alfred, and Lucius is talking in his ear, and Lucius is like, Bruce batman are you there and he's like sorry i'm I'm not used to hearing someone else's voice what issue was that where he died in 80 82 
So that that must have been after the City of Bane storyline, then, right? That was during because that's during. how they set that's how they set it up. Okay. Um, because Bane was working with Thomas Wayne mm-hmm. at the time, and Thomas was trying to push him through the gauntlet and make him feel like, "Hey, you need to stop this." You like need to- Flashpoint, Thomas Wayne. Yes, Ooh. because there there was a whole thing with like. Watchmen See, this is stuff then, I haven't read yet. So this yeah, is it was very a it was a whole thing with Watchmen and the comedian button and the Flash came in, so we got uh, like the letter from Thomas and all this other stuff. So he was trying to stop him from being Batman mm-hmm. altogether. Big side tangent, but oh well. Wow. This is our show. No, yeah, go for it. This is and part of it. They they literally had it where he was like, "Fine, we're taking this out. We're done. This is the final part." And uh, Damien was there, and he was trying to stop. I think it was Thomas and Bane in the Batcave. Wow! And, and as he lost, he lost, and he's tied up to a chair, and he's looking straight at Alfred. And Alfred's like, "Don't watch this! Don't watch this, son." He's like, "You're not gonna want to." He's like, "Whatever happens to me, it's not your fault." Wow! And Bane just, <laughs> oh my God! I gotta read this now. This is this is unreal. But fun fact: in that panel. <laughs> When you see that happen, you see gas smoke in the background, like faintly. And Tom King went on an interview and said it wasn't supposed to happen like that. They were supposed to have the fear toxin. And Damien was supposed to see him get killed. But it said DC's like, let's just throw a curveball. Yeah, just get rid of him. Wow. Okay. That is a death I hope sticks. And we've had that conversation before. Right. Uh, And uh, yeah, I hope DC does not reverse that at least for a while yeah okay so that's really cool all right so we are on my number three and my number three is uh where you see alfred is the glue i see this person as the glue on the field and that would be dick grayson okay yeah so dick grayson first is robin currently is nightwing uh, he was the first Robin. He set the standard. He set the tone. And he mm-hmm. also set the standard and the tone for how to leave under the weathered wing of Batman and become your own person. And right. uh, it's, I, I mean, Dick Grayson, he was even Batman for a short time. Yes. Uh, the character Nightwing uh, has his own popularity, and people are very fierce about separating him from Batman. And, and I really enjoy that, and I dig that, too. And I think that that is very, very well-deserved. Even the ponytail in the 90s. Um, but uh, Loved it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah that up. Dick Grayson as Robin, better as Nightwing. Uh, I think that is a very, very solid choice for number three. And I think some of my favorite storylines with him were Death of the Family, uh, mm-hmm. when he was in the middle of that. And uh, uh, White Knight, uh, where yes. he was in there, that was absolutely amazing, even though that's an Elseworld story. He still was running very, the GCPD. Dude, still very well done. And uh, he was kind of the voice of reason with Barbara against Bruce on that. And, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Dick Grayson, Robin, slash Nightwing, my number three. So what do you have for number two? My number two, and my number one and two are interchangeable, but at right now, at this moment, it is Dick Grayson Knight. Okay. <laughs> and he he was 
he's the one that can tell Bruce he's wrong straight to his face, and Bruce will tell you, no, I'm not, and then walk, Bruce will walk away and be like, I may need to rethink this. <laughs> don't tell Dick, but uh, yeah, don't 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 tell Dick, but he's not gonna uh, he's not gonna change my mind. And then 20 minutes later, he's like, I took your advice. It's like that scene in Star Wars. I think we need to replace the power couplings. And C3PO's like, I just told you that. <laughs> yeah, but no, he he's always been, and it's everybody, like everyone in the Bat Family goes to him for advice on how to deal with Bruce. Um, his his feud with Jason. Is always yeah. never going to be ending. No. Um, Damien does look up to him, but wants to slice his throat sometimes with his sword um, because, you know, grandfather's Raj Um <laughs> And he's got a tempered hand from his kid. Right. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he's always been like, even the love interests he's had over the years, man, like, you can't keep up with them. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, I want to be you for a day. What like, what are the top two that come to mind? Starfire and Barbara Gordon. Oh yeah, and yeah. you know he had that uh, fling with uh, Donna at one point. Yeah, you know it, it's just like anyone he meets on a team, it's like it. it we're probably gonna get shut this episode down for it, but it's like what Dick wants, Dick gets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, um, it, Dick Grayson. <laughs> Great Dick Grayson. Uh, Whatever you're, Dick you're Grayson not, wants, Dick Grayson gets. I mean, you're, I gotta you're not wrong. It. You're not wrong. Hashtag what Dick wants, Dick gets. Um, <laughs> Big <laughs> hashtags all over Twitter. Oh my God. Okay. They're trending this, people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, top number one trend on Twitter. So, okay. Moving on. Um, my number two uh, is your number five, and that would be Ooh. Batman. So, yeah, the, the dude that started it all, like you said, without him, uh, we wouldn't even be sitting here having this conversation right now. Right. Uh, I think that uh, at times, and, and a lot of people can agree with this, at times, more often than not, he's harder than he needs to be. Uh, but in the end, it's beneficial to whoever he's being hard with because it helps them develop the type of tough skin that they need to be able to survive in a city like Gotham against the rogues that they have to go against. And where Batman, even in the beginning, you know, he, he's a very lone character. Uh, he still has his network of orphan children that he calls his family. I like how you say his... network. Well, I mean, yeah. But uh, he, he has these people that even though he thinks of them maybe first and foremost as soldiers, I think the umbrella is that these are his kids and he loves his kids and uh, he doesn't want anything to happen to them. And like with the event with Jason Todd, uh, you know, death in the family, that broke Batman worse than any villain ever could have done. And those ramifications still hold today because of that but uh yeah batman number two the the man behind everything i mean that that's like i said i mean i wouldn't put him that high <laughs> because of the fact that he started it well i got but... somebody i think that deserves the number one spot and i think it'll be very surprising and it's not right um <laughs> but no it, it you look anywhere you can't walk 10 feet without seeing a Batman comic anymore. No. 
you know, you can't go a couple of days without seeing, seeing someone wearing a Batman shirt. So he's yep. always going to be a polar, polar, polarizing. I can't talk today. <laughs> polarizing character. Um, when you think of comics, most people would be like, oh, Batman? Yeah, Batman. what's one of the first characters you think of when you say, who's, name a comic book character? Uh, Batman. Yep. Okay, right. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, good, good number two. Right on. Okay, so before we get to your number one, go ahead and rattle mm-hmm. off your five through twos and then do the big reveal. Okay, so number five, I got Batman, where mm-hmm. he should be. <laughs> um, number two, I have Azrael, uh, John Paul Valley. Mm-hmm. Number three, I got Alfred Pennysworth, mm-hmm. um, who, if you guys don't know, you go check out the decoding panels of Batman White Knight so you can hear the most perfect interpretation of Alfred I've ever heard. In my uh, life that would be one more Tim Morse. That would be Batman versus Superman. Thank you very much. Or Batman versus Spawn. Yeah, there we go. Is it? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure you did it in White it's, Knight. It's well. possible, but I know for sure the one you're trying to direct people to is Batman no it's both but if you ever want to hear it that was the one I need them to go see because I like that one the most guys at the end of this video you'll have your choice of whichever one you want to go listen to and then pick both of them (laughs) I'll make sure they know um but no we uh (laughs) number two I got Nightwing yeah and now you're number one if people don't already know number one is Jason Todd Red Hood former Robin um, I it's always it's interchangeable for me with him and Nightwing, mm-hmm. but at the most at heart, it's always going to be Red Hood for me. Um, he has that I need to prove myself mentality every single time he goes out. No. He's always trying, even when he fights with Batman. Why am I not better than uh, Grayson? Why why am I the lowest on the Why did you let me die? Right. Why, why didn't you choose me? You know and. He's got that like angst inside of him. Like he's always got something to prove, and I, I relate with that because mm-hmm. I feel like I always have something to prove. And whether it be this or outside of this, I'm always trying to prove myself. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I relate to the character so well. Is he also has a um, anger issue? I don't have that. <laughs> I'm more calm and relaxed than him, but he's always. He always surprises you at the end, too. Right. He's always the one that's like, all right, get up. I got you. Let's go. And they're like, what? And he's like, just, you're not, listen to me, please, because of the fact that this is happening once. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> um, when it comes to the comics, obviously, I always love Red Hood and the Outlaws, Lost Days, um, Death in the Family, Death mm-hmm. of a Family. Um and he's just been one of those characters that always stuck out to me. I mean, Under the Red Hood, when you think about that movie with him, seeing Dude. him in there, voiced by Jensen Ackles, by the way. Um, shout out, you know, Jensen Ackles, Supernatural. But, you know, he's one of those characters that, like, to me, leaps off a page. Yep. When he's a part of it. And he has no problem shooting someone in the face. Nope. So, I mean, I'm always cool with that when I read that, so... Red Hood, Jason Todd is uh, the epitome of the line that Batman won't cross as a person. And, and Batman as... needs that sometimes. And he even states, like, like we, we reviewed three Jokers. So, guys, go check out that video on the podcast. Yep. Um, he crossed that line. And yeah. that, Batman did not like it. But at the same time, he understood. Mm-hmm. And, and didn't he even say, he's like, God, I want to. There are so many days that I want to do this, but if I do, then I become you. 
and mm -hmm. once I cross that line, I can't, can't come go back, back from it. Exactly. But Jason Todd has already crossed that line, and Jason yes. Todd is uh, he he's solid in, in the route that he has chosen to take, and right. he's comfortable with the fact that sometimes this needs to be done, and sometimes you have to get your hands dirty. And even though Batman does very often, he doesn't get him that dirty. And Jason Todd is is sometimes the sword that needs to be used. Exactly. So yeah. my number one, obviously, we know. So surprise, surprise, Tim. <laughs> what is the number one that you have for me? Well, before I get into that, Jamie, let me go ahead and do my five through twos, and then I will reveal my number one. So my number five is Clayface. My number four is Tim Drake as Robin. My number three is Dick Grayson, Robin slash Nightwing. My number two is the man himself, Batman. And my number one is going to be Barbara Gordon. Ooh, yeah. yeah, no, that, that was an honorable mention uh, honorable mention for me. I'm going to learn to talk through this episode. I <laughs> promise you guys, by the time I'm done, I'm going to be able to speak. <laughs> well, but, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll tell you why. So Barbara Gordon is Batgirl first, right? Uh, it's uh, like when she debuted in the 60s, mm -hmm. unexpected, you know, the daughter of the commissioner himself uh, going out and fighting crime with the likes of Batman and Robin. Uh, and then she kind of becomes a little bit of a C-lister, I think, at that time. And mm -hmm. is just there every now and then up until the killing joke. Uh, right. When the Joker shows up at her house, she's waiting there for her dad. Or no, her dad's already there. They're getting ready to sit down, have watch a movie, have popcorn. And she opens the door and there he is. Pow shoots her severs her spinal cord and she is now crippled and yeah that's the last you see of her uh except for the pictures that joker shows of her throughout the entire course of mm -hmm. torturing commissioner gordon uh but then then when they could have been completely done with this character they were not and they turned her into oracle which I think is peak Barbara Gordon. And yes. my personal opinion is I think she should have stayed that way. Because, mm. because uh, when she did that, that not only showed that uh, she as a character was not going to let somebody like the Joker take her out of commission completely and entirely and she was going to push herself to get back up and to move forward and to be the best person that she could be under the circumstances that were presented before her and her as oracle was a fantastic character mm. and absolutely wonderfully done now i know in new 52 all that stuff was retconned and to an know. extent right yeah but uh and now she's back on her own two feet and i think that the best mm -hmm. stories i have read with barbara gordon in it currently would be white knight and three jokers she was amazing in three jokers and yes. one of my favorite parts of the story and when her and jason were 
hinting at maybe messing around and she's like well nope we're putting a stop to that and she she put all the brakes on and when jason tried to be like hey we need to talk about this she's like no there's nothing to talk about it's it's it was a mistake it happened once that's it forget about it and she moved on not because she wanted to but because she had to and you could tell that in the story and in the character i think she is an absolutely wonderfully created character and very very well written with the right writers and yeah barbara gordon as batgirl slash oracle is my number one like i said good pick like you couldn't to me like i said it was honorable mention because that character doesn't resonate with me as much as the rest of them Mm -hmm. in a sense like um i i i do love batgirl like it's i've seen her in everything yeah no from bird to prey to nightwing to batman titles to every other jason title you can think of yeah so i good great first pick right on awesome okay so before we get out of here jamie you got anything else you want to say to our wonderful audience yeah guys um we got a lot of work done for you guys so definitely check us out um be kind to one another because you guys never know what someone's going through so a little you know kindness and making someone smile could make their entire day or year at this point so always be kind um definitely definitely please smash that like button so you guys get more content like this definitely to subscribe to and follow all of our channels that we have out there now because we have a plethora of them (laughs) um and hit that notification bell so that way right here on youtube you guys don't miss any of the content that you guys could possibly miss out on which is a lot now yeah absolutely guys and don't forget to follow us on all social medias anywhere podcasts are streamed uh, your favorite podcasting platform we are on twitch now we have a discord and we are on tiktok as well so all you have to do guys is type in the codex station and that is where you'll find us your favorite social media platform your favorite podcast streaming platform over on tiktok on twitch and right here on youtube guys once again my name is tim this wonderful guy over here is jamie this is breaking the code and we will see you next time see you guys in the next one